Alright. I, I, I think a lot of you know why I'm here. Uh, game 7 between the Clippers and the Nuggets wrapped up, and I, I will talk about that. But let's just say this. Let's just get this out of the way right now. This playoff series, I guess, this playoffs, the bubble, this has been some of the best playoffs that we've ever seen. However, I do think that a good portion of what we're seeing is caused by the bubble. For example, I do not think that the Heat would be as good as they are now due to having a great amount of young players um, and there is not the actual playoff atmosphere around them. You know, there's not actual fans in the stands. The sound is not, you know, I guess natural. Sure, it does sound relatively realistic, but it's not. It's still not the same. And then the same thing goes for the Bucks. While I do think that them losing to the Heat was their own fault, and I did expect that no matter what, due to the Heat being the perfect matchup, having the perfect pieces to stop Giannis, and due to Budenholzer being a terrible coach that does not change his rotations, I did not expect them to lose four to one, and I think a good reason uh, a good reason that happened is due to not having home court advantage. And I ju- I just wanted to say this playoffs series like this play these playoffs have been nuts. Top two seeds are out in the Eastern Conference. Um, Oklahoma City took the Houston Rockets to seven games and almost actually beat them. Like we've had wild playoff game after wild playoff game, buzzer beaters, clutch shots, etc., etc. Now the Clippers just got eliminated by the Nuggets. Nuggets have come back from three-one leads both times. Lakers have lost their first game and then completely dominated and won the next four in both series. And now, you know, I mean, it kind of looks like a. Uh, just like rolling out the red carpet for LeBron getting his uh, next ring. Granted, I do still think that's up for debate. I'll talk about that later. But I just wanted to say that real quick. These these playoffs have been insane. So, pretty much this entire episode will be talking about what just happened in Game 7. Or not specifically Game 7, but the Clippers and the Nuggets in general, the future... Blah, 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 blah. So let's just get into it. So what happened? So like literally like a minute before I hit record, I saw something from Bleacher Report saying that multiple Clippers players reported being tired and couldn't play longer than three-minute stints, needing to, needing to be subbed out from time to time. I don't necessarily buy that. However, I wouldn't really be surprised if that was true. But I don't really think that it is. If anything, the Nuggets should be exhausted, and like I said, I'll get into that later. Anyway, what the hell happened? So, Kawhi and Paul George obviously did not show up in Game 7 whatsoever. Kawhi shot, I think, 6 from t- for 22, and Paul George, I don't. I think it was 6 for something. I really don't know. I don't, I don't know his stats right off the top of my head. I just needed to record something ASAP. And, um, it was just a terrible, game seven, okay, uh, we'll, we'll try to kind of deep dive into the series, not necessarily, so in the beginning of the series, first couple of games, the Nuggets and the Clippers were, I wouldn't, okay, I wouldn't say that the Clippers underperformed in the first couple of games, and I think a lot of people could agree with me, I think that the Nuggets are just so gifted offensively, they have so much talent offensively, that they just outperformed the Clippers in that aspect, at least for, you know, game, I think it was game two, yeah, for at least game two, and they still managed to keep the series relatively close through games three and four, 
Um, game five and six, I, I have no idea what happened. You can't blame Kawhi necessarily for what happened in games um, four and, or five and six because he played um like incredible during those games. Like there was not more much you could have like asked from him. That there was just some unbelievable performances. I think he was one. Either one assist or one rebound away from it. It's probably one rebound because he's not exactly the best playmaker. One rebound or one assist away from a triple double, along with like f- three blocks and two seals or something crazy like that. So you can't really blame him for those two games, but they did blow two, I think, 15 or 16 point leads. That's just crazy. That both speaks out about. Um, that both shows how inconsistent the Clippers can be and also how phenomenal the Nuggets are offensively. But Game 7, they sucked. The, like I mentioned before, Kawhi and Paul George shooting terribly inefficiently. Freaking, I think Paul George had a shot that hit like the corner of the backboard. That's just unreal, especially considering that he's been a great like catch-and-shoot three-pointer. At least he was last year. This year... He's still shooting well in terms of percentages, but the playoffs, I don't know what the hell happened to him. Um, you know, and then Lou Will was just not really... Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell were kind of just... They were underperforming, I guess, but not quite to the extent of Kawhi and Paul George. Um, this this Game 7, I the only way I can say is that it was just a mess. Um, I do think that Montrezl Harrell and Lou Will... Especially, well, for Montrezl Harrell, he's dealing with personal issues, and he also came into the bubble just, like, not really um, ready, I guess is the best way to put it, like, physically. Um, and considering that he was out while other teams were getting ready during their uh, regular season games, he came in um, out of shape. And it, and it definitely showed, especially in their first series against the Mavericks, but even now against the Nuggets, you could still kind of see it. Um, this This team was just terrible offensively defensively they weren't bad they tried their best and they're still one of the better defensive teams in the NBA um but it, it was just it was rough um now one of the the main issues with this Clippers team is that they don't really have an offensive system they they have guys that they give the ball to and let them do their thing which kind of speaks out about how I guess you could call Doc Rivers overrated I think he's just like I I, I guess I would call him overrated but I don't think he is like crazy overrated because I still think he's a good coach, but that next level, like, great, uh, that's debatable. Um, they, they don't really have an offensive system, like I said. They don't really have shot creation. Uh, Lou Will, uh, Pat Bev, and Kawhi Leonard are, like, I think they're three highest playmakers in terms of assists. I think they each average, like, five or less, which, whew, that's rough. That is rough. Um, so they don't really have a guy that they run their offense through. It's kind of just you get the ball. If you can score, you score. If not, just give it to a teammate and let them see if they can do something. Like that's how I feel. What? Well, like uh, that's how I feel when I'm talking about Clippers basketball. You know what I mean? It's it's just rough. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, it it was just it was a bad it was a terrible series, and I hate it because you know. A lot of you, I think a lot of you guys know, I put a pretty good amount of money into Kawhi Leonard because I was like, Clippers are winning the finals. I think a lot of us actually expected them to at least make the finals, um, or make the conference finals and lose to LeBron and the Lakers in the in the uh, uh, conference finals. 
obviously that didn't happen. Uh, so yeah, this this is disappointing, <laughs> just just slightly disappointing to me. Um, so let's talk about Kawhi versus LeBron because a lot of I've had a lot of people talking to me recently, like especially after this game. Kawhi is not number one. Blah 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 blah. LeBron is much better. Blah 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 blah. I think right now it's still up for debate. I think right now because before I thought of LeBron as top two, top three, depending on the day, because it was very close to me in, in terms of him and Giannis, who was better. Um, however, I think he, I thought he was much closer to Giannis than he was to Kawhi in terms of uh, how talented they were. Now LeBron is much closer to Kawhi than he is Giannis. Giannis is number three. Actually could probably be number four because I think Kevin Durant, when healthy, is better. Um, we'll see how Kevin Durant returns. But anyway, why am I saying that? First of all, I want this Nuggets series. Uh, the the Lakers versus Nuggets is going to de- determine determine like how I think how I view these players because I I think that right now Kawhi and LeBron are tied. If the Nuggets win and they beat the Lakers, or if the Lakers beat the Nuggets, however, the, LeBron doesn't play well. He doesn't really perform above or at expectations, I would still count Kawhi as number one, because the only reason that I would see the Lakers actually winning if LeBron performs at an average level or a below average level is if the Nuggets team burns out because they haven't had a break because they've had constant game sevens. So I I definitely could see that happening because they're on a hot streak right now, and I you know this can't last forever. However, I also wouldn't be surprised if it still does because of just their hard work and mental toughness, I guess, is the best way to put it. But if either of those situations happen, I'm still choosing Kawhi because I think that it proves that this wasn't necessarily, I guess, Kawhi. No, Game 7 was mostly Kawhi's fault. It was a team failure. But I'd still choose Kawhi because both him and LeBron lost to the Nuggets, and in that situation... LeBron would most likely underperform. However, this is it's 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 like I said, there's a lot of stuff that once it happens I'll be able to like speak out better if that makes sense because it hasn't happened yet. I have to see in like in front of me. I need to watch how well the Lakers and the Nuggets um match up because I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets won. I wouldn't whatsoever. Um because Jokic is undeniably the best center in the league. I've I've thought that for a while. People have said, oh, no, Joel Embiid is better because he's a better defender. No, not at all. Jokic can stretch the floor. Jokic is a pass-first center, which, of course, he's pretty much the guy that they run their offense through. He's a phenomenal passer. More versatile in every aspect um, offensively, in my opinion. Passing, uh, and then just his scoring overall, he's pretty much, you know, he can shoot from all three levels, I guess is the best way to put it. We'll put it the most simplest way of putting it. Sure, Joel Embiid plays better defense, but you can't really. Pu- I don't think that you can take Joel and put him on any team in the NBA. I think you can do that with Jokic. If you put Jokic um, onto any team in the NBA, I think he would help that team. Act- I think if you did that, that team would automatically improve, no matter what. Um, I don't think that's debatable whatsoever. Where where was I going with this? Oh, how they how they match up against the Lakers? Then Jamal Murray has been a complete bucket. Like, unbelievable. 
Um, so they're probably going to have LeBron run on Murray. However, at the same time, Michael Porter Jr. is absolutely dominant. If Mike Malone would just give him more touches, then maybe he would actually be able to prove how much he has improved. If that, yeah, how much he he would actually be able to prove how much he improved. You know what I'm saying? He's phenomenal offensively and has stepped it up defensively very, very quickly. I did not expect that. I was expecting him to take a major jump defensively next season because he'll have, what, four months to work on it? Um, But he took that step much faster than I thought. And if you take your two best defenders and put them on Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, I don't see anyone on the, on the Lakers lineup that can beat or that can handle Michael Porter Jr. And I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged 20 plus in this series if he of course gets a starting role, gets the good right amount of touches. But then also, you have Gary Harris who plays very very good defense. Will Barton who's a good two-way player, you can give him the ball if you need him to. I think he's the best as a sixth man. However, of course that's debatable. Jeremy Grant, very versatile defender. You can um not like extremely gifted offensively. Um, but he's well-rounded as a scorer, and you can give him the ball pretty much anywhere on the court, and you can trust him with the ball in his hands. Um, and compared to the compared to the Lakers squad, I don't. I think that they match up well. I think that the offense that the Nuggets bring is just going to be too much for um, the Lakers, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers um, either lost this series or just won in six seven games. Five they're the Nuggets are taking at least one game in the series, I will say that. Um like I said, these are like late time talks, so if if I'm kind of rambling and I feel like I really am, I think it's hard I feel like it's hard for you guys to understand what I'm saying, blah 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 blah. Um you know, I think it's I feel like it's hard for you guys to keep up. If it is, I'm sorry. Uh it's late at night and I don't have a script. I'm just saying whatever comes to my mind. So, what's the future of the Clippers overall? Well, first of all, they have to re-sign Montrezl Harrell, and I don't, I don't think that they have the cap, quite have the cap room to re-sign him, um, at least to a deal that he will probably be getting from another team. Even with the under, uh, the underperforming in the playoffs, I still expect him to get twenty-two million dollars, if not more, from some team in the league, and he will get also a starting job as well. Um, so I think that the Clippers might be losing him in the uh, in the postseason. However, maybe they maybe they just sacrifice. I don't know. I don't know for sure who all is coming off of the books for them, but I don't think that they have enough money to keep everyone on the team, including him, at least to like a twenty-two million dollar deal or something of that sort. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him gone next year, or just a lot of their other pieces gone. Like let's say more. Um, Marcus, Mark, blah, 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 Marcus Morris, um, some, something like that. It's it's tough. Um, also, I wouldn't be surprised if Doc Rivers was fired. You know, he like I said, kind of overrated by many. Uh, not necessarily in my opinion. I think there's some people that, of course, over will always overrate a guy. But um, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I don't really I don't honestly I don't know what to what to expect from the Clippers. I think Kawhi needs to play a damn full season. Um at least this year. I think he needs to go out there and prove, hey, I am the best player in the league. You know, the the main reason that he wasn't in the MVP conversations this year is because of load management. And at this point, what why are you doing load management? Because of the injury that you suffered, what was it, 
two years? No, it was one year ago, right? No, it was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. He's got to. He's got to play. Uh, he's got to. I'm not sure. I I really have no idea. There's so many directions that he, that they can take this. You can't you can't tear down this team because of the amount of draft picks that you gave up for Paul George. If you can somehow get Paul George for a better playoff performer, even if that means taking a step back in terms of star power, I'd rather I would rather have a consistent 15 point per game score with solid playmaking ability and average to below average defense. For Paul George, with maybe a, a ro- another role player or a couple of picks, that way if you need to rebuild or you want to get more assets, you can. Um, instead of Paul George, at this point, I would say that because the Clippers are a fine regular season team, but they need to be able to perform in the playoffs. Um, and and right now, these past few seasons, Paul George has not exactly been proving himself to be a playoff performer. In fact, he has been proving to be quite the opposite. So, like I said, I don't really know what to expect from their future. But the Nuggets, I made a post about this like two days ago. They are they are both scary now, and they are scary in the future. Because Michael Porter Jr. is just now starting to get more and more attention. And he has more room to grow. Plenty more room to grow. He, he, Jokic, and Murray could be all scoring 20-plus points per game, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised at some point down the line. Then, um, you have Will Barton, who adds some veteran presence if you need him, six-man-off-the-bench type guy. Gary Harris, who's a very good defender. Um, wish he had still been able to take more of a leap offensively. However, he really hasn't done that. And you also do have Jeremy Grant, who is fine. as like he, He's tolerable as an offensive player, not special particularly spectacular but he's on a very good contract for a player of his caliber and plays very versatile defense and very good defense so you know what more can you ask of the guy and then you all know how high I'm, i am on this guy but that they've got bull bull i can't wait to see what the man does next season but bull bull is so dangerous scores from all three levels seven two relatively fast doesn't exactly have the highest stamina but there's always room to grow he has good vision, but unfortunately does commit way too many turnovers, trying to create, like, forcing himself to create for others, or also just getting his pocket picked because his dribbles take much longer because of how tall he is. Um, I'm high on him. I, I think that their lineup in the future should be um, Murray at the 1, I guess Harris at the 2, um, MPJ at the three, Bull Bull at the four, and Jokic at the five because him and Jokic would complement each other pretty much perfectly, at least in my opinion. Um, they wouldn't really have a ton of post defense, but it, I, they're still phenomenal. Like, cause because Bull Bull's defensive awareness and abilities are phenomenal, like f- fucking phenomenal. Excuse my language if there are any kids listening. Um, and of course, you know, there's other steps that they can take if they somehow come across another hidden gem in the draft that nobody really uh, decides to draft because of injuries like their past two picks, or whether it's just because nobody's really thought about drafting this guy, and then they were like, you know what, he fits us perfectly. If they can get a 3 and D guy at the two-guard spot, I think that they're perfect. Um, more more for off of the bench than um, sliding into Gary Harris's role, because while I do think that Gary Harris is a slight liability offensively, he plays such good defense for them because they are so bad defensively that I think it's worth it, at least until you get a better player on both sides of the ball. Um, now, that's just, you know, that's what I, that's where I see them 
in the future in the long run. What about this series against the Lakers? What do I expect from them? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they went down 3-1 and came right back and beat them 4-3 to Game 7. Um, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, like I mentioned before, I pretty much explained how they match up against the Lakers. I really don't know what to expect from here, uh, from the series, because I don't think that the, the uh, Lakers were game-planning to face the Nuggets at least until the end of Game 6. Um... I mean, granted, they probably were talking about it, but I think that many pe- people were expecting to uh, be facing up against... Um, the, many of the Lakers uh, players were expecting to be facing up against the Clippers, so I don't think that they're as well prepared to face the Nuggets. The Nuggets are just so loaded in pretty much every position, and you know the Lakers are really just a very, I guess, systematic uh, team. You have the best duo in the NBA, but other than that, your depth is really just kind of terrible you have a you have a solid defense above our uh, not solid you have a good defense uh you have a good offense but is it enough to stop the extremely extremely high powered offense that the uh nuggets are able to bring to the table i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if the lakers won in i wouldn't be surprised if the lakers won in five or six but i also wouldn't be surprised if the nuggets won in six um it's it's all up in the air I'm not completely sure what to expect. As far as the Eastern Conference goes, because I really want to say this, I expected the Celtics to come out and dominate in Game 1. Um, but, man, the Heat are just on a tear. Uh, the Heat are just unbelievable. Goran Dragic has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. I almost, I almost let something else slip there, like I, like I was talking about Bull Bulls defense. Gotta watch my language. Um, just because I don't know who my audience is. I... I I don't know what to say, man. Do I expect the Celtics to win this series? Yes. Am I as confident as I was before? Not at all. Because the main reason that the Celtics were even in that game is because of a great scoring night from Marcus Smart, and that is not something that you can depend on because he's kind of a shot chucker and something like what we just saw today, not exactly common from him. Not common at all. Um, both teams very good defensively. Heat are just better, um, uh, have better depth, I guess the best way to put it. They also have better veteran presence. To me, they also have a veteran, better veteran, uh, uh, not a vet, better veteran, better culture as well. Phenomenal three-point shooting team. The main difference for uh, the Celtics is just that they have more star power. And some of you may think it's hip- hypocritical because I chose the Raptors over the Celtics because of the Raptors' depth. But I don't think that the Heat match up um, with. The, I don't think any team matches up with the with the Raptors depth that they had this year. Honestly, actually, you know what? I'm just gonna go on a tangent and talk about the Raptors as well. Um, I did. I have zero notes on this, so where will this go? I have zero idea. I don't even have bullet points. But I want to talk about the Raptors because they were my pick to make the finals and possibly even win in the beating the Clippers, but. Turns out I'm just wrong at pretty much about everything so far this series. Anyway, Pascal Siakam has played like garbage. Granted, he just recently like he's just recently picked up a basketball like less than a decade ago. Uh, so we can't expect too much from him. Very raw player still. Um he didn't touch a basketball for like the five months of quarantine, so that explains at least some of why how ter- like how terrible he was um during the playoffs compared to the regular season. But man, oh man, Pascal, you got to step up if you're going to be that number one option. I think he's better as a number two, um, at least to me. I think he's better as a number two. 
um, plays good defense. If he practices, um, you know, plays well, plays well offensively as well. He always puts in a bunch of work in the off season, so we'll see how he comes back. Um, but man, oh man, Pascal, you got you got to be practicing even during quarantine, man. Uh, I I never thought he was a star. Never really thought he, uh, I know he's a star. I never thought he was a superstar like people were making him out to be. Never really thought he was the leader. I really didn't think that the Raptors have a leader, but had a leader. But I think it's Kyle Lowry at this point. I think it's pretty obvious. Um, what else? What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I guess a little bit underrated on the defensive side of the ball, but he's just nowhere near as versatile as we once thought, at least in this playoffs. Because during the regular season, he looks so much better. And I think that a good amount of that is... Once again, just caused by um, the uh, just the lack of touches that he got during quarantine. Now, I do want to say one more thing. People are acting like he took such a massive leap and has become such a much better player since last season, when in reality, no, he really hasn't. He's just gotten a lot more shots because Kawhi isn't there anymore, and they're depending on him more offensively. Like, ugh, man, I, no. You know what I mean? Like, no, he's not He's not that much better. He's a little better. Like, because, you know, almost every player, at least when they're young, is going to take steps, whether it's noticeable on the court or not. Um, but there's, like, small things that you can you can kind of tell in a player's game, whether that's their, their vision, their IQ, their shot selection, etc., etc. <sighs> Stuff like that. Now, as far as the ra- rest of this Raptors team goes... Their future as well, like I was mentioning with the Clippers, I have no idea where they're going. They have so many guys that are off of contracts. Uh, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, I think Serge Ibaka and Marcus Gasol are also gone as well. What are they going to do, especially if the salary cap is much smaller than um, than you know we were originally expecting before this whole um, quarantine hit? What are they going to do? I have no idea. I have no idea because Fred Van Vliet is going to get twenty million dollars from somebody. I can pretty much guarantee that they could probably get Ananobi for ten million dollars, maybe eleven, twelve. I don't really know um, because I was expecting more of a leap from him offensively, but I don't really think that we're ever going to see that. Uh, I don't really expect it. Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul, Marcus Saul is good, but he's getting older, man. Kyle Lowry is turning what thirty six, and you still got him on two to a two to three year deal. I think it's two by that point. Like, two, two more years. Where does this team go? Seriously, where does this team go? Because you can't get a lot for an aging Marcus Gasol or an aging Kyle Lowry. You know, Kyle Lowry isn't like Chris Paul where he literally changed the culture and um, led, led like, majorly led a team that was not expected to do all too much to, you know, just, like, just an, um, a phenomenal season. I don't know what you could get for Kyle Lowry. I don't know what you can get for Marc Gasol. Serge Ibaka you might be able to get a little bit for, but I I don't know if they want to re-sign Serge or not. Serge is also in his 30s. This team is at a major crossroads, and I'm not sure what to expect of them. They have good young pieces. Terrence Davis is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal off-ball player. Very high IQ, uh, high IQ defensive player, uh, but he's not like a star or anything like that. I don't expect him to take leaps um, in terms of... Um, his ball, like his, what's his, I guess, I, I, the only way I could put his star ability, I don't see him being a star in the future because I don't think he quite has that um, one-on-one type scoring ability. He's more of just that off-ball guy, a lot like Duncan Robinson, but a better defender and not as nowhere near as dangerous from three. Um, 
so he's good. Norman Powell could replace Fred Van Vliet if they need him to, but then, of course, that decreases depth. But Norman Powell, actually, just phenomenal player this year. Stepped it up like 20-plus point points a game after the All-Star break and during um, the, uh, the bubble. And very good defender as well. So if he can, if he, if they do lose Fred Van Vliet, I think that Norman Powell could slide right in there and pretty much fit right in in the starting lineup. I, I don't know what to expect from this team, man. And one more thing that I'm going to say is, granted, it's it's 2020 hindsight. We've now seen what happens, but I think that he should not, you know, he shouldn't have left for the Clippers. They do have more star power. They do have more depth. But when you really think about it. So many guys already on one-term deal, one-year deals. You could have maybe resigned there for one year, maybe two if you really wanted to just test out the waters and see what Messiah Ujiri. Is that how you say his name? I'm not really sure, but what the president of the Raptors can do after that, because he's a very genius GM and has been able to retool his team um, countless times to keep them in contention. Because maybe you find a home in Toronto. I don't really know, but. You know, you could have at least waited until everyone else was coming off their deals and see what they were thinking about doing down the line, blah, 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 blah. They were still an incredibly deep team, had some very good uh, star power, lots of pieces, much better than the um, Clippers were, even even with Paul George. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really know, man. Like I said, this is just one of those rambles. This was, oh boy, this was rough, especially for me because, you know, I'm a kid. I don't have I don't exactly have a ton of money anyway, and I put a lot of it into Kawhi because I was like, no way that Kawhi loses, uh, no way that Kawhi doesn't win the finals this year. And look at me, dead wrong. <sighs> anyway, um, thanks for listening. <laughs> I I really don't I, like I said this is for fun, you know this is I'll just be dropping these randomly at some random times. You don't know when they're gonna be out, so. Uh, if you do, if you are listening to these, I appreciate it. Um, this isn't necessarily a two a.m. talk because it's like twelve thirty, but I'm gonna call it a two a.m. talk anyway, and I'm gonna put it out right now uh, because I wanted to get this out while some people may still be thinking about the Nuggets versus the Clippers series. Blah 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 blah. Anyway, once again, thanks for listening. It's Sam Conrad. <laughs>